Thanks for downloading episode 64 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. away from Fox inside the Stoke City penalty oh. and the ball across it could have gone absolutely anywhere as the Stoke City keeper Jack Bonham just stuck out a left leg on the near post and it ricochets just over the bar for a corner Baker lovely slide draw pass into the feet of Tyrese Campbell that's a good save low down to his right hand side by Connor Ripley first time that the Morecambe stop has been called into action a big right boot and it was the Stoke City forward Kevin Campbellson Tyrese put through by a delicious pass from Lewis Baker and the Shrimps keeper is up to the task and that cross just headed away by a Stoke City shirt and Stoke just trying to break away themselves and Jacob Brown I think he was, he was brought down there to be fair he's going to be a free kick to the Potters and the away supporters away to our right hand side getting a little bit restless and that is indeed going to be the first yellow card of the evening going the way of Morecambe midfielder Jansen Weir. I think Andy Haynes has let quite a lot go this evening, but certainly in the second half, looks to be a, a little bit more, uh, well, less leniency, shall we yeah. say. It's got a bit scrappy, hasn't it? There's yeah. A lot, a lot of niggly fouls that started to creep in, so I suppose a yellow card or two tries to put the lid on it. Here comes Stoke City, that's a nice turn by Brown. Out towards this right-hand side he goes, and Jensen Weir might be in a bit of trouble here because he's just been booked, and that was another foul and he might be going here Jensen Weir for two fouls and two yellow cards in the space of 60 seconds second yellow and on his full home debut Jensen Weir has been sent off by the referee Andy Hayes for two yellow cards in less than a minute Thompson gets the ball out towards the left flank cross comes in the header comes in and that's a good save by Ripley down to his left hand side Ryan Delaney does the mopping up and clears the ball away Jordan Thompson over the halfway line he comes infield as Stoke City tries to build with Klukas. Small bone into the path of White Gale, just tries to take it round the keeper and it's cleared off the line and then a good save with the legs of Connor Ripley. I'm not quite sure how that stayed out the back of the net. I think the combination of Farron Rawson on the line and then Connor Ripley's legs keeps the small line blank. But small bone, 20 yards out, plays it out to the right hand side and Taylor. On the overlap is Harry Clark who can get a ball in. It beats everybody. Smallbone just puts it wide of the angle. Shane McLaughlin gets it into, back into the path of Caleb Watts on this left-hand side. Feeds it into Usman Fain. 20 yards out. Oz gets it back to Caleb Watts. He might be thinking about a, t- a shot. It's a great shot! Oh! Oh, I thought that was destined for the top corner for a moment there. Keeper at full stretch. Jack Bonham was beaten and it just brushes over the crossbar. There it is. Penalties. There is finally the full-time whistle. After nine minutes of stoppage time here at the Mazuma Stadium, it's ended all square and you've got to take your hats off to the Shrimps. Morecambe nil, Stoke City nil, it has finished after full time. Here in the first round of the uh, Carabao Cup, there's no extra time. We are heading, Matthew, straight to a penalty shootout. How exciting. Dylan Connolly, first look for the Shrimps. In front of the... uh, Travelling Stoke City fans away to our right-hand side. Dylan Connolly, short run-up, 
Yes. The paper the wrong way. Gets in. One nil Morka. Straight down the middle. A very calm penalty from Dylan Connolly there. And he gets us underway. There's never a, any pressure on the goalkeepers during a shootout. Well, you can be the hero, can't you? Yeah, as a taker, you're always expected to come there, aren't you? Morgan Fox, the defender for Stoke City, with the first Potters penalty. Short run-up again. Left-footed. Here he comes. Oh, he's skied it! He has blazed it almost over and out of the stadium, it was that high. Advantage shrimps early on in the penalty shootout. As, as, as penalties go, you'll do well to see one as bad as that. That was an absolute shocker. Ballooned it into the Stoke fans behind that goal on the right-hand side. Can John O'Beaker extend the advantage to two? He's come off the bench. Striker John O'Beaker. Come on, John. To give Morecambe a 2-0 lead in the penalty shootout. He's going to be left-footed. Here comes John O'Beaker. Get in. Straight down the middle. So keeper, calm. Keeper going the wrong way again. And how about this? Morecambe 2, Stoke City 0 in the penalty shootout. He just placed it, hasn't he? Into the left-hand corner. No real power on it. But you don't need to when you place it like that. And the keeper goes the opposite way. A good penalty from John Abika. And it's Smallbone going to step up for Stoke City now to try and salvage a goal back. And this is the advantage of going first in the penalty shootout. Substitute for Stoke City, Will Smallbone smashes it into the far corner. Keeper Ripley goes the wrong way, 2-1. And it's Caleb Watt stepping forward now for Morecambe. Looks as if all of the subs that have come on are going to possibly take a pen. I fancy Shane McLaughlin to also take a spot kick. Well, here comes Caleb Watts. Third penalty for the Shrimps. The Southampton Loney. Get in! The keeper the wrong way. 3-1 Morecambe in the shootout. Just like John Abibka's prior, but with a little bit more power. Sends the keeper the wrong way once again. It's 3 1 to the Shrimps on penalties with Stoke to take. Sam Klukas, the Potters midfielder, the next penalty taker for Stoke City. They trail 3 1 in the shootout. Another short run up, left footed. Klukas against Ripley. Scores. Oh, it's a good pen. Great penalty into the far corner. Ripley went the right way. May have got half a finger on that as well, but too powerful. Into the corner. Three two shrimps. So big lad is Connor Ripley. And if he goes the right way, you've got to make sure you get it in the corner to uh, to beat him. And that's what he's done. Fair play to Sam Lucas there. And it's Donald Love going to step up now for Morecambe. The shrimps captain. New skipper for this season. The right back, Donald Love to put the Shrimps one step closer to the second round. Love yeah. sends the keeper the wrong way. Four excellent penalties for Derek Adams Shrimps. And they lead 4-2 in the shootout. It's a fine penalty once more. And this means that Jordan Thompson, who's coming forward to take the next penalty for Stoke City, has to score to keep the Potters in the tight. If he misses... Morecambe will be through. 
the former Blackpool midfielder. He's played left wing back for Stoke City tonight. Jordan Thompson, left footed, sends the keeper the wrong way to kick the Potters in the shootout. It's another it's another good pen. So here he is, Shane McLaughlin. And it's as simple as this, if he scores, Morecambe have knocked out championship opposition in the form of Stoke City in a penalty shootout, having been down to 10 men for nearly 40 minutes of the second half. Come on, Shane. Now Shane McLaughlin's on the transfer list. He came off the bench and he could be the hero for the Shrimps. Morecambe one kick away from the second round. Shane McLaughlin! Yes! Get in there! Keeper went the right way. It was too far in the corner. And against all the odds, the Shrimps have beaten championship opposition in Stoke City. Winning the penalty shootout by five goals to three. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps Verdict on Beyond Radio. Yeah, it was a really good night for us. I thought that um, we handled Stoke very well tonight, you know, tactically. Without the ball and with the ball, um, we caused them trouble and uh, probably had the better of the opportunities uh, throughout the 90 minutes. Um, you know, the way we played, the way we defended. And obviously we, we went down to 10 men as well and uh, that allowed Stoke to try and uh, get into the game. But um, over the night, uh, thoroughly deserved to go through to the next round. You must have been so impressed with some of the performances from your boys tonight. Yeah, I mean, especially in the first half. I thought that, um, you know, we got into that 18-yard box a good number of times. Their goalkeeper got fortunate a couple of times when he stuck his leg out and it went over the, the bar. But uh, over the night, um, I didn't think that Stoke threatened us, you know, much. Maybe when we were down to, to 10 men, they put some balls in the box. Did they trouble our goalkeeper? No. Uh, but, you know, I think the players, they're a new group and uh, the way that... Um, we dealt with their formation and the way that we caused them problems with our formation uh, was excellent. I've got to ask you your views on the sending off two yellow cards in the space of about 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, I think tonight, you know, when Stoke City didn't have a player booked and um, I find that hard to believe on a night where there was a lot of fouls throughout the 90 minutes. We have three, two players booked, one twice in quick succession and... Um, from a refereeing point of view, um, it would be nice for them to explain why they've been able to get through a 90 minutes without getting a player booked. Because the amount of players that made fouls, I think the number 10 Campbell uh, made so many fouls, it was untrue, and he's walked off the pitch, substituted, and uh, not get booked. And that's got to, to be looked at uh, by uh, the observers uh, after the game. And, you know, sometimes when they took a quick free kick, they were taking it 10 yards apart. And then we go to take a quick free kick and uh, he stops play. Later on in the second half, um, we take a free kick that is 10 yards further forward. They'd already done it twice in the first half, you know. So um, there's a bit of... Uh, I don't know what you'd say, but... I don't think it's right that you have different uh, ideas on how the game should be refereed for different teams. But that's the way it looked, and you'll probably see in the video the same. Having said all that, the consistency your guys showed from a penalty spot, it's always a bit of a lottery, but they were tremendous, weren't they? I thought the penalties were excellent, and uh, you know we had made substitutions, and then you know we got players in you know, to take the penalty kicks, and they took them really well. 
obviously we were helped by the first one that was well over the bar and uh, that enabled us you know, to get the next five penalties and uh, get through to the next round. Overall, how big a lift is that for you ahead of Saturday's game against Fleetwood? Um, well, we've done really well you know, so far uh, from a, a playing point of view. We probably haven't had uh, the bit of fortune that uh, we deserve in front of goal and we still didn't get that you know, tonight. And you know, over the night, you know, to, for a championship club to come here, uh, not score, and us uh, to defend really well, caused them probably more problems than they, they caused us over the night. Uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable. And away from the game, you brought in Jacob Bedell today. How big a signing is that for you? Yeah, we're delighted. It adds competition for places and uh, you know, that's something that you need. And um, I always said that um, we like to you know, have a competitive squad. We certainly got that now and uh, we'll still continue to, to look to add. Players will have to leave for that to happen now, uh, as I've already said. Uh, and we'll continue to scour the market. Having said all that, you've got the back three there, Gibson, Rawson and Delaney. And Ryan Delaney is like a man uh, reborn. Yeah, I mean, the three of them, you know, cope really well with the, the front four that changed uh, for Stoke tonight. You know, the two in the first half, the two in the second half. And uh, I thought that over the night, uh, they, as a three, did really well. But, you know, the two in front of them, the two in front of them, you know, had to help them. And uh, for tonight, that... Um, defensively and offensively I thought we were very good Well Donald a great win tonight and a great performance overall Yeah definitely you know it's going to be hard when the championship team comes here they're going to have a lot of the ball and I think everyone worked well to a man and got the win in the end How big a win was that for you? Yeah definitely especially at home we've got to make this place a, as, um, get it going as well as we can this year and this way we've got to pick up most of our wins You had to show some real resilience didn't you after Jensen Weir was sent off what were your thoughts on that? Um, straight after each other, but the ref gave a lot of soft ones tonight. But um, I don't think it was a yellow. I don't. I said to the ref, I don't think you'd have given that in the first half. But you can't really speak to him tonight, so he's give it, and we we work together and we grind it out. You're one of the players who scored five five penalties, five successes. I mean, any nerves on you there when you went up to, to strike the ball? Um, no, I think we we done all the hard work in the game, and then we just said everyone relax and go and do what you got to do. As, as skipper, that must be so, so pleasing for you to, to come out on top against the championship side. Yeah, definitely. I think um, yeah, it's, what we, it's what you want to do every game. We're going to every game wanting to win and um, that's what we've done tonight. How are you enjoying life here so far? Yeah, good. It's really good. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's a good changing room and um, hopefully we can um, go and get a win on Saturday now. A lot of new players there, but there were signs again tonight. Jensen Weir before he was sent off. Jake Taylor. People gelling together. Yeah, definitely. We've got a You've got the lads who were here last year who welcomed everyone and then everyone's working together now and um just got to start picking up results and um make this place our home and get get results here. Big game as you mentioned here on Saturday against Fleetwood, a local derby and there uh, it'll be so nice to make that uh, home form and make it continue. Yeah, definitely. We've got to try and go and beat it at home for as long as we can and um it's a big game and um they're the big ones that we want to go and win. Okay, well, the obvious first question, Jacob, that is, how does it feel to be back at Morecambe? Um, obviously, I'm buzzing to be here. Um, I loved every minute here last season, um, but we managed to stay up, and now it's about, as a club, progressing and consolidating our status in this league. So, was it, I asked you before, just to sort of ask you in front of everybody here, has it, has it come together, the signing? coming back here quite quickly or has it been in the pipeline for a while? Um, it's been in the pipeline for a while. 
um, as soon as I knew you were interested, um, I was pretty certain I wanted to come in. Um, and obviously, like I said, I really enjoyed it last season um, with the manager and the players that we have. So, um, yeah, I was, I was happy to come back. Yeah. And thoughts on last season? I mean, uh, you came here in January. You were playing in that big FA Cup game against against Tottenham pretty quickly, and then the relegation battle, and uh, you know some pretty exciting, dramatic games towards the end of the season, which uh, helped us to stay up. How do you reflect on last season? Um, yeah, I think uh, it should have been a lot more comfortable than it ended up being. Um, I think there was a lot of games at the tie where we drew or, or lost when we could have won, um, and um, but in the end, to stay up on the last day. Is always, always quite special, and um, yeah, it, was, it was ended up being a good season because for us it was about staying in the league last year, and we managed to do that. And now you've come back. Have you had a chance to say hello to the lads you knew from last season, and a few new faces that we've got as well? Uh, yeah, I was downstairs earlier, um, and everyone's in good spirits, um, and it was nice to see the boys again. Um, it's the Shrimps Verdicts podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Thank you for downloading and subscribing. If you don't subscribe already and you're listening to this via Apple, Google or Spotify, click the subscribe button and the bell icon as well. And uh, new episodes will drop into your feeds automatically and it will automatically let you know when there is a new episode available to listen. We I do this after every single game, league and cup, usually on a Saturday evening and uh, late on a Tuesday night for midweek games. You will find those new episodes. A reminder as well, if you'd like to contact Shrimps Live, you can do that not only during match days, but at any point during the week, joining the conversation. On Twitter, the hashtag, as ever, is Shrimps Live. And during the game, if you'd like a mention or you've got an observation about the game or whatever it might be, you can always text us 07399 or email football at beyondradio.co.uk. Uh, now, if you missed it after the weekend's action against Peterborough, uh, right now, another chance to hear my chat with with Ben Knapman, Nappers from Cod's Vlogs, of course. Massive Fleetwood Town fan. I've been chatting to Nappers about all things Cod Army and League One in general as well, ahead of the Seafood Derby at the Mazuma Stadium this coming Saturday. So, Nappers, welcome back to the pod. Thank you very much for your time. I know you are an incredibly busy man, so thank you very much indeed. First question is, of course, how was your summer and uh, have you been looking forward to the new season? Yeah, it's been good, obviously. It was a bit horrible towards the end. Um, if I'm honest with you, from the months January through to April, it was horrible. The last three or four games, we all knew it was going to go down, so at least it had something on it, and at least we could kind of think, right, we know what we need to do. Uh, luckily, we got through on goal difference in the end, and uh, I'm glad Morecambe stayed up as well for that fact, because uh, it's always good to see teams on limited budgets stay in League One, um, oversides that, you know, you know, spend money and can still finish below you. So, you know, fair play to Morecambe as well. But it's been nice to have a little bit of a reset and we go again. Um, so, looking forward to this season. It's going to be very different for both football clubs, I think. But it's going to be an interesting one. And um, lots of players signed at both football clubs. So, it's going to be interesting to see how we we both pan out. Nervous times, Nappers, wasn't it, towards the end of, of last season? Yeah. We stayed up by two points. 
you got over the line on goal difference. It doesn't matter how you stay up. The fact is we both survive in League One. I think last time we spoke, which was about when February, March time, we said we'd both stay up and we did. It was a little bit too close for comfort, but we, we got over the line all the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember seeing every goal matters. And I said to you in December, after the game, the Cole Stockton goal will keep you in League One. Now, people will go, well, hang on, we'll, we finished two points above Fleetwood. Now, all of a sudden, you take those away, you, you're on 40 points, we're on 41 points. Yeah. All of a sudden, the league table changes dramatically. And we're the gone down on that goal difference. Yeah, exactly. And, mm. and all, automatically, things change. So, it was a huge goal up mm. for you. And, um, you know, fair play for Fair play to Cole Stockton and fair play for Morgan for staying up. And um, yeah, it, 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 it was close last year, but I always thought that you'd stay up, if I'm honest with you. I always thought that you had that man in Cole Stockton. And I'll be honest with you, I was worried for you when you had Stephen Robertson in charge. I thought you were conceding goals. I thought you you didn't have enough going forward. I thought the goals dried up a little bit. And then when Derek Adams came back to the football club, he kind of reunited that defensive unit where you're going to be hard to beat and you've got goals going forward. Um, and then you went on a... It took a while, a couple of games to get going under him. But then you had those... That little... You literally had a four-game period yeah. that kept you in League One. And so did Fleetwood early on in the season, um, in the December period after Grayson got sacked. So it was uh, those games that both kept Fleetwood and Morecambe in League One. And it's funny how four games can define a 46-game season. Isn't it just... Let's talk about your new manager then. And uh, Scott Brown, obviously, is very well known as a footballer, but a completely unknown quantity in charge of a team. Yeah, um, it's not the first time Fleetwood have given a new manager a, a go. Um, and clubs like Fleetwood and Morgan, to get the big boys in, they have to give opportunities out for maybe the non-league with players or players that maybe have had a couple of bad years, or even when managers come in, the first going management. Now, it's always worked pretty much well out for Fleetwood. Graham Alexander uh, was one, Mickey, Mellon, Mickey Mellon, they both won promotion. And then you look at your Joey Barton, who did really well for Fleetwood, who, who did okay. Stephen Craney kept us up in the end. Um, and now Scott Brown, um, continuing the theme with a the Scottish manager, who I think <laughs> we've had four or five of them in the last seven managers or something like that. Um, so, it is a good appointment and um, it is risky, but for me, I don't think he's carried as much baggage as Joey and I don't think we're hating as much when we have Joey. So I think that's a good good thing for the football club. So it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on. I do think it's going to take a, t a while to click in the way we want to play, but there's little factors that I've seen the way patterns are played that I can see that he's getting his messages across. I think this is going to be a three-year process um, and then it's going to be one of those where he generally is going to have to leave us to benefit him, just like Joey did, but he'll leave us in a much better place. I think that has got to be the aim. Now, slight caveat, Nap, as we are talking before our respective second games of yes. the league season. So as we speak at this moment, we've only got the opening day of the season to go on. But uh, based on that, certainly from an outsider's point of view, it seems more of the same, really. You took a lead, you lost the lead, and then you lost the game. So where do you go going forward? Did we have a summer break, I was thinking? Is it the same <laughs> season? I was surprised to say, you know, when you see Morecambe, you know, on similar points to you, and you see sides that were down there, you like Lincoln last year, all drawing, you were thinking, oh, it's all happened again. 
Um, no, Port Vale are a good side, and they're going to be down there. I do think they're going to be in the bottom eight, the bottom ten, but they will stay up. They've got a fighting spirit, but from Fleetwood's point of view, it's not good enough. You can't take a lead like that and concede twice in a minute, a minute and a half. Uh, it's really, really poor, but we've got to bounce back. And obviously, we've got a tough game tomorrow against Plymouth, and we play yourselves after a cup tie. So we, we need to hit the ground running. And no disrespect to Morgan, but Morgan will be lucky to beat Fleetwood and Fleetwood will be lucky to beat Morgan because they're going to be both down in the bottom six and bottom eight at the end of the season. But we've got winnable fixtures this month in Cheltenham, Morgan, Lincoln. We have Port Vale. Fleetwood should be looking to get a good solid point basis on the board early. New manager, new regime. Otherwise, it could turn pretty ugly and it could get a bit pressurised, put it that way. And I think that benefited Morecambe last season. We did have that solid start and then we started to slide down the table as we headed towards Christmas. Getting those early points on the board, Ben, is, could, could be, for both sides this season, could be quite crucial. Yes, it could. Um, I would say any point in League One is a good point. I think if you ask Ipswich or Portsmouth or those type of football fans who want to be in the top two, the top six, they only say points are good enough, not points. Um, but for clubs of ourselves, we need to pick up every point. And it's like, OK, we're one game in, we're one game closer to safety. That's what it's got to be, um, really, this season. It's going to be a long slog, it's a marathon. Um, but you have got to start well, but you've also got to keep a consistent basis. I think if you can manage 1.2 points per game in League One, you, you're going to be all right. And we're going to need more points than we accumulated last season, aren't we? 40 42 in any other season both clubs would have been sunk without trace we we're going to probably need another 10 points or more maybe more this season to stay up i reckon you'll need about 48 this year 49 i've seen plymouth go down with 50 points um and that was a ridiculously one season where the bottom 12 it was six points with 12 games to go between 12 and 24 and plymouth who were 12 at the time went down on the final day of the season. So it ju and I remember Fleetwood just beat Plymouth 2-0 and then that was a demise of Plymouth that day. So it is going to be close. I think is I don't think it's as good at the top this year, but I think it's better at the bottom. Um, and you don't want to see teams stay up with 40 points. Let's be honest. You want to see it 46, 47 points where there is a little bit of fight there. And get me wrong, there was fight there from Fleetwood and Morecambe last year. It was just... The quality showed and the budget showed. And last year was the year to go up for a lot of teams and a lot have failed and a lot have struggled to bring players in this year. Is it fair to say, Nappers, that uh, we thought League One was a competitive division last season, probably more than it's ever, ever been this time around? Yes. Um, I, I, I always say that you've got 12 teams. That can, I think this year there's 12 teams that can go up. I reckon there's seven or eight teams that can go down and I reckon there's about six teams that will be in and around the safety marks. And I honestly believe that you've played one already in Shrewsbury. I think they're the, in the other six. That I think that they're, they're well off the top 12, they're well off that area, but they're, they're well off the bottom seven, the bottom eight, the players that they've got at their football club. So um, it's where you get your points from. You know, last year that... Morecambe, funnily enough, got points from the better sides in the league, obviously. Due at home to Portsmouth, a late goal there. They beat Charlton away from home. And they beat Sheffield Wednesday at home. But also you beat the sides that you should have beaten away from home. 
you know, people talk about your away form last year, but you beat Fleetwood and Crew last year away from home, and ultimately you beat sides that are down there with you. You stay up in League One. We also lost the crew. We lost the Doncaster. So it was a real roller coaster last season. I'm, I'm sure this season for both clubs is going to be the same. So in terms of Fleetwood Town, then Nappers, I know it's still very early days. Of course it is. But what do we know so far about Scott Brown's Fleetwood Town, his playing philosophy and, and everything to, to do with on the field? We want to play a lot more expansive football. We want to play through the line. We want to get the ball out to the wingers and, you know, it hit a man early. Um, Obviously, when we go forward, uh, one of our midfielders, uh, Brandon Murdu, dropped into a back three, and it, it gives us that bit of a solid base. But you know, we look a lot stronger. Um, do I think defensively we're good enough? Nowhere near. I think we're weaker than we were last year. If I'm honest with you, I don't think we've improved there at all. And unfortunately, if you don't improve defensively, defensively after you concede eighty plus goals, that's a worry. So talk us through these new signings then, Ben. What 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 quality have you got and what quality have you bought in that, that perhaps we don't know about? You look at, you know, Callum Morton's quality. He can score goals at this level. He'll run the channels. He'll create chances. I think you've got Josh Feller, who's an outstanding player at this level. I think he's one of the better midfielders at this level, if I'm honest with you. He's proved that with Bolton and Shrewsbury. You've got Brandon Wirrid, who is very raw. He was poor on Saturday. One of his mistakes for the first goal, but... He's a young lad, he's going to make mistakes. And um, you've got Rooney, who's just come into the football club, who, who looks good at uh, right back from what I've seen. He, he should start tomorrow after missing out the other Saturday. We've got Jay Lynch, who is our what number one keeper at the moment until we bring someone else in. Cairns is totally gone. I know Cole Stockton and Morgan fans will be gutted about that. I think, I think he's going to leave the football club, which I think it's a shame. I still think he's our best goal uh, goalkeeper at the football club. Um, so yeah, there's been you know a couple of others um, here and there. We've brought six or seven in, so hopefully we can bring a couple more in. But I reckon a bit like more, it's going to be a one in, one out process. And you've got the conveyor belt of the youth, haven't you? You obviously sold uh, Jay Matete to Sunderland last season. Shaden Morris has gone, so you are bringing players through. The the academy system is working. It is, and we're starting to see it now. We've seen James Hill go to Bournemouth for over a million quid. We've seen Morris, Matetti and Billy Crellin make a million quid between them. So we are funding ourselves, funding the youth team. And we need a bit more, don't get me wrong. Um, there will be more that comes. I think you've got to look at um, a couple of others that have just signed new deals. So um, hopefully that we see them, but hopefully we see them in our first team for a bit longer because at the moment we're only seeing them for six months, 12 months, and then they're leaving. So we need them to make a real stamp and hopefully that will lead to bigger profit margins. Is Scott Brown the man then, Nappers, or is it too early to tell? Early, He certainly talks a good game, doesn't he? But I suppose we've not got that much evidence to go on at the moment. Yeah, he is the right man. Out of all the contenders, I think we was in the running for the job. He was the best name, the most exciting name. So I think we've got to give him the opportunity. He's going to make mistakes as a young manager. He's never done this before. It's his first rodeo. So let's hope that he does well. But, you know, he'll be good for Fleetwood as much as Fleetwood will be good for him. And hopefully that he can pay us back and hopefully we can give him the, the funds and the you know, the plays that he wants to do. Because if he doesn't get what he wants, it could turn pretty ugly. We need to give him what he wants, trust him and just see what happens. Is the money in the bank to be able to do that though? Nappers obviously... Andy has splashed the cash in previous seasons, but seems to have uh, reined those purse strings in a little bit in, in recent campaigns. Is, is it there 
to strengthen to what he might want to, to do? Obviously, you've got to be sensible with your money, but I think there's enough money there in the, in the kitty to get players to stay up in League One, which will be the aim. I think the team aim is to finish in the top 12, the top 14 area. Um, and the, the squad is good enough for that. I don't think we've got enough depth to compete in the top 12. I think it's very ambitious. I think we'll, we'll be looking at the bottom eight. But I reckon year by year we improve and then we see where we are. But um, it depends what the aims of the football club are. The aim is to finish in the top six. No, there's not enough money there. But if the aim is to stay up, of course there's enough money there because we can compete with you know, the teams at the bottom. So rivalries and, and Lancashire derbies aside, seafood derbies aside, I suppose if if, if both Fleetwood and Morecambe are competing in that bottom half of the table, it, it makes, granted it's early season, of course, but it makes our, our clash on Saturday uh, all, all the more juicy, doesn't it? Of course, and we've got good memories of coming to the Globe in uh, in August. I remember we were 1-4-0 there a couple of years ago. Oh, it was an unbelievable day out. Um, again, John Parkin um, got a hat trick that day. So, yeah, it was a you know, good victory. But no, glad both teams set up last year. And obviously, we get the both games. Hopefully, I can see this time. It was the foggiest game I think I've ever witnessed just... last time. Uh, I, reckon, I, I think Joel made a joke that how's Carl Stockton going to see how far Alex Cairns is off his line, <laughs> uh, which uh, made, made me chuckle a little bit. Um, but it, it could go a long way to defining the season. I said to you off air that if Cole Stockton doesn't produce that moment of glory, you go down on 40 points on goal difference and Fleetwood stay up on 41 points. That's the difference. You get two points taken off you, we get an extra point. Um, so moments of magic decide games and you've got good players and we've got to be wary of that. Let's talk wider league one then, Nappers, if we may. We've spoken about the quality, certainly at the top of the table. Who are your predictions to be in the promotion mix come the end of the season? Well, I've gone with, I change it every day, really. I reckon you've got to have a look at your strong favourites in your Ipswiches, your Portsmouth, your Charlton's, your Oxford. I reckon Bolton will be up there. I just think they've got a settled squad. They did all the business. They've only brought in three players um, this window, but they have got a real strong core. And, you know, say what you want about Ian Everett in interviews. I'm not his biggest fan, but... He's a decent young hungry manager. I know you've had a lot of a bit of problems with him at Morgan Bolton games, which is, you know, and then they've scored two last minute goals against you, which is ludicrous. Um, and then I think you've got to have a look at your outsiders um as well. I think Plymouth, I'm not being talked about. I reckon they'll they'll could sneak in as well. Um, and then you look at the bottom who we're going to be competing with. There's a there's a, there's a lot of teams. Lincoln, I think, will struggle this year. I think Burton will struggle this year. So it is as wide open, really, this year than it ever has been. You just look at the size in League One, don't you? And you think, used to be in the Premier League. You were in the Premier League. You're a championship side for years. You're a Premier League team. Look at the players that you've got in. And, and every week, I mean, it makes for great football, I suppose, home and away, going to all these fantastic stadiums and former Premier League players coming to home games. But, it, boy, it makes it so tough as well, doesn't it? It does, and it's like what we're competing against. But sometimes you've got to pinch yourself that little old Fleetwood and little old Morecambe are competing against these sides. And sometimes you get that feeling where it's just like, oh, we're playing Portsmouth today. It's just another game. we played them 10 times already. And that is how much Morecambe and Fleetwood have come on. And both teams deserve massive respect. Yeah, I know Morecambe have done it 
probably a better way than Fleetwood. Fleetwood have smashed the cash more done it on hard work, great determination, had a lot of problems with ownership issues and what they've been through, I can't credit them enough for. But um it's just a huge, huge shy of ambition what both clubs have done to be in league one to compete with Ipswich to compete with Portsmouth to compete with Bolton with your Charlton's you know Sunderland's who were who were down here for three or four years and they were struggling you know against mm. against us you know they sometimes couldn't even master a point against us at times but to give Fleetwood their due Ben you are what I would describe as an established league one football club now granted you had the struggles last season but you know you've been in the playoffs twice in recent seasons as well so you know you should uh, I think if you are a Fleetwood fan you should be very very proud of, of, of your achievements and I think as Andy Pilly says yes okay this season might be one of consolidation under a new manager and see how it goes but you've got to now be looking for that next step yeah absolutely and you've got to look that Fleetwood have been in the league for the longest time the longest serving club without a relegation we've been here nine years and I think Alden won it for 22, 23 years, weren't they in League One? If I if Fleetwood were in that, I'd take that every day of the week. Yes, I'd like to be in the, to have one year in the championship. That'd be an um, that, is, that is my dream to watch Fleetwood in the championship. And um, we've been close. We've been unfortunate in some aspects where luck hasn't gone our way, or or there's been mistakes there from certain players or certain managers that have cost us games. Um, but. To be to be in this league, to have one of the best training grounds in the league in Pilfoot Farm, to have a five thousand you know capacity stadium, um, to play these sides as well, you've got to be you know overly excited. And the players that we've got, the club are good, and to extra- extract players of Scott Brown's quality into management here at Fleetwood, Joey Barton, um, Uwe Rosler was here five years ago. He's a big name. He's got to manage in the Europa League since and with Malmo managed against Chelsea. Um, so it's a huge, huge, you know, few few years at the football club to keep hold of that because um, I think we've come a long, long way in a short period of time, but we've also got a long, long way to go in a long period of time. And given that fan base as well, obviously Fleetwood as a town, the population isn't enormous. So I suppose it is what it is in that regard, but it would be great if you could get another thousand or so on the gate, wouldn't it, for home games? You you've done it. You, you, I remember a couple of years ago, was it twenty seventeen? Morecambe Crew was, I think you had nine hundred fans in the stadium, home yeah. fans. Yeah. I think there's nine six eight if I remember right, because I remember seeing that. As a, and now you've got two thousand two hundred season ticket holders, which two thousand you know, eight hundred nearly. Two thousand eight hundred. Mm. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, and what is good about that is kids that were wearing Liverpool shirts, Man United shirts, Man City shirts. And now wearing Malcolm shirts, and I now wearing Fleetwood shirts proudly in the town, and that is what you want to see. That's what because I, I spoke to many people. I've said I used to go and watch Chelsea, I now go and watch Charlton every week because it's more affordable. I now go and watch Morecambe, I now go and watch you know my local League One, League Two, and that is brilliant because in Morecambe and Fleetwood you can literally go twenty quid, your you, you season ticket price per game, you, you can get a pie, some chips, a program, and a pie. Get your transport there. I'll probably get changed from a twenty quid now. That is, you couldn't even do that at United for hundred quid at times. So it is good, and it is good to see the fan base growing at both clubs because Fleetwood is growing slowly. You, you, there's a lot of young guns there, so as they get older, hopefully they'll support the club and won't 
wound down. Obviously, jobs happen, relationships happen, where it can stop you going to games. It could go either way for Fleetwood. Nappers, I could talk for many, many hours about football to you. Thank you so much for jumping on our podcast. Appreciate your time. I know you're very busy and you're busy doing the CODs vlogs. Tell us about how that has grown. It's gone through the roof, hasn't it, in recent months? Yeah, obviously nearly 10,000 subscribers. Obviously last year I decided to cover League One a little bit more because I do watch a lot of League One football and, and enjoy talking about it. And obviously I see every team in League One every week. So it's it's good to talk about that. And, you know, it's nice just to talk to people like yourselves about football and um, talk, you know, make connections at different football clubs because, you know, fans are the most important thing in the game. And we saw that without a year in COVID where it was horrific that and there was no fans obviously work from all didn't you won promotion um, but it was probably the worst year to watch football I know you you, you enjoyed it but I bet you were I bet a lot more fans were thinking at home this, I don't enjoy there's no winning games but I'm not enjoying this funny enough get me back in the stadium drive a loop in the stadium 100% 100% football without fans is nothing isn't it but you're you're vlogs though ben you, you you do a proper job it's not just pointing the camera at the at the pitch it, it is a proper almost a minute by minute analysis of a game isn't it and they're, they're really fun to watch i guess they're fun to put together as well yeah I, I i enjoy it it's my favorite stuff to do obviously i like sitting down here talking about football as well but um i do like analyzing the game i'll look for certain things certain movements certain you know things with size as well and I like, for me, the biggest thing is I like watching warm-ups as well. Uh, in the last few years, I, I remember watching a warm-up for Wickham against Fleetwood and I knew the playoff game, we've lost the game already because I watched our warm-up on the TV and I watched their warm-up. They were vigorous, we were a bit slow, we didn't know what we were doing, the players looked lost. And in a warm-up, you can tell a lot of things how, how teams are going to pre pre prepare, really. So, just little things like that that we, we like to talk about. and. Um, like you say, and also get thoughts of different football fans across the country. So how do we find you on YouTube and Twitter and other social media? Give us everything we need to know. So on YouTube, it's COD's Vlogs. Um, again, um, if you could subscribe to that, that would be brilliant. Twitter, FTSE, Nap is where I do a lot of you know talking about, about football as well. So if you want to go and give us a follow and a subscription, that will be massively appreciated. Thank you very much indeed to Nappers for his fantastic insight into Scott Brown's Fleetwood Town ahead of the Seafood Derby at the Mazuma this coming Saturday. The Shrimps versus the Cods if you're not going down. Full match commentary of course as ever on Beyond Radio. We'll be live from 2.45pm on 103.5 and 107.5 FM. DAB Plus Digital Radio and of course online as well via I Follow Shrimps. We look forward to your company then. Why not take a transistor portable radio down with you? And we could be the soundtrack to your afternoon if you are heading down to the Mazuma. It's going to be a fantastic afternoon. Look forward to your company then. And we'll speak to you on the Shrimps Verdict podcast next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.